turn in your Bible with me uh, to two passages of Scripture, Romans 10 and Hebrews 3. Romans 10, Hebrews 3. Hold your place there. I'm gonna, we're finishing up a series that we have called A Year of New Days, New Ways, and New Phrase. And so in just a moment, I'm going to uh, share with you uh, the final of, I think, six messages. But the first thing I wanted to do, I just remembered, I have something I want to read to you. Uh, uh, most of you know that today was supposed to be a day of merging of two churches. And so I'm going to read, this is a partial email letter that we sent out Tuesday uh, uh, after a series of events and conversations that took place. Uh, we sent it out, and if you didn't get it in, by way of email, uh, this, this kind of is the uh, revised standard version. It, it applies for us this morning. And so this, this was by, designed and written by not only myself, but Josh, and so to communicate clearly what, what's up. As you know, last Sunday, we made an important announcement about the planned merger of our church with COTR South. Today was supposed to be our launch Sunday as a blended church family. However, after an important meeting last Saturday with our elders and Pastor Kyle, we all agreed it was in everyone's best interest that we postpone the blending of our churches, recalibrate our methods, and wait on the Lord in a two-month season of prayer and careful reconsideration. Monday afternoon, Pastor Kyle, Kyle called, and we came to a mutual agreement that, is, that it is in the best interest of both church families to lay down any plans or thoughts of a potential blending of the two churches. Beverly and I and our leadership team were all in, uh, were all in prayerful agreement that the blending of the two churches was the, directions we, was the direction we believed God was leading us as a church family. However, we as shepherds over this flock did not have the peace of God to move forward with these plans for the good of the kingdom of God and for the good of the flock of this church. We want to thank you for understanding and willingness to continue this journey with us in 2019. We all sense that we have come through this short season with a renewed vision and passion to lead this church into our new days, our new ways, and through our new phrase. We are continuing to trust God to revive our youth ministry and prayerfully planning ways to move forward in this, uh, in other ne- in this and in other needs that will, ra- that will raise our impact for the kingdom of God. Please press into prayer for our church with us. Remember, quote, we have not passed this way before. We are all very excited about the future. We love you all dearly and thank God for you and your faithful service to God and his church. Sincerely, Pastor Sam and Beverly and the elders and leadership team of Church on the Rock North. So hopefully we endeavored to communicate that. That was kind of hot off the presses news on Monday afternoon after Sunday's announcement. And so uh, we are all uh, full of faith for the future. I hope you are as well and that we press forward. In fact, I'm excited about what God is up to. I, come on, somebody give him praise. Hallelujah. And I believe God's got something wonder, not wonderful, not only for us, but the world. He wants, uh, he wants us to make a difference in the world. And so uh, let's keep pressing forward. Let's keep moving forward in faith and see what God may do uh, in our midst. 
In fact, I want you to look around at somebody this morning and just tell them God wants to use you in a dynamic way in 2019. He really does. And I believe he will. I believe he can. I believe he will. I believe uh, that if we say yes to Jesus, everybody say yes, Lord. If we just say yes, Lord, here I am. Man, he, he is all about getting a hold of a willing vessel to do his kingdom purposes. So with that in mind, uh, hey, here we are. The conclusion of a year of new days, new ways, and new phrase. Uh, and let me just say about, uh, uh, even about next Sunday, just so you know, we already know where we're going. How many of you appreciate a pastor and leadership team who kind of hopefully knows a little bit where they're headed? Uh, we start a new series and a new church-wide emphasis next Sunday called Living Like Jesus. Everybody know we need to live like Jesus, amen? Uh, how many of you uh, are tired of living like the world? Amen. We don't want to live like the world. We want to live like him. And so it will take us all the way up to Easter Sunday, which I believe is 10 weeks away uh, from next Sunday. So 10 Sundays from now, we'll have Easter. And let me just say, we'll conclude that series on Easter Sunday. And the title of that message, I already know it, Living Like Jesus. Everybody say, up from the grave he arose. And so today, uh, we close out this series, but I want you to catch the vision and the focus and just begin to ponder and meditate upon the future and say, Lord, I want to learn to live like you. I want to talk like you. I want to walk like you. I want to love like you. I want to, oh, let, let me throw this one out. I want to die like you uh, because the Bible says we need to be dead indeed unto sin and alive unto God. And so there's a lot we've got going on. We're excited about it, and we, we want you to plug in as well. So new days, new ways, and new phrase. You know, God always doing something new. The God who never changes has something going on. In fact, when you think nothing's going on, something's going on. God has a plan. He has a purpose. He has a destiny. He has a future for all of us. And last week we started, and I'll finish up this thought, we started talking about in order to move into 2019 and experience new days and new ways and be victorious over the new phrase, the battles, the struggles, we have to gain a fresh faith for our future. I was meditating this morning, even after I finished preparing for this morning, I was just meditating about faith. And I'm telling you, faith is a vital ingredient <coughs> on every level <coughs> for our future. We've got to have faith for our new day. We've got to have faith for the new way. We've got to have faith to be victorious in the new phrase. And so we talked about that last week and the importance and the priority of, of, of engaging with God on a new level of faith. We've been looking at the children of Israel and looking at Joshua, in Joshua chapter 1, the first four or five verses, we realize the children of Israel, what had they been doing for 40 years? Wandering in the wilderness. You know a lot of God's people because they, uh, for one reason or another, they just wander around in circles and never experience God's best for them. And that's the way it was with the children of Israel. Now, why did they wander? This is a little bit of review, but I think it's important. Why did they wander in the wilderness for 40 years? Well, it's simple. It was a lack of faith. The reason what kept them stuck going around in circles is because they did not trust God. They had a lack of faith. Hebrews 3.19 says this, they could not enter in, speaking of the promised land, because of a lack of faith. Listen carefully. Everything that God has for you 
And God has great things for you. What does Jeremiah 29, 11 say? God says, I know the thoughts that I think for you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. All those things that God has for us, his plan, his purpose, his design, they will never be realized until we, we come to a place where we know that we've got to have faith. We talked about a lack of faith. A lack of faith, what will it do? <coughs> Pardon me. It'll keep you from your destiny. That's what happened with the children of Israel. It'll not only keep you from your destiny, it'll keep you from your victory. God has you to be a victorious, conquering Christian. But if you don't have faith, you will not walk in the victory that he has for you. First John chapter 5, verse 4 says this. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our what? Faith. Number three, we said this. A lack of faith will keep you from your miracle. In fact, Matthew 13, it says Jesus could do no mighty miracles because of their unbelief. Tell somebody right now, God still does miracles. He can do whatever he wants to, but he chooses to move through the faith that he gives us. Amen. It's a gift, but it must be exercised. And then finally, last Sunday, we said this, a lack of faith will keep you from moving your mountain. How many of you know life is filled with obstacles? Anybody in 2018 had to face some obstacles in life? I'm telling you, how do they move? If you can move your mountain in your own strength, it really wasn't a mountain. It's just a little hiccup in life. There are mountains and there are obstacles that come that you can't do anything about. And Jesus said, if you have faith, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed. Somebody say amen. Amen. And so that's where we were. And today I want to conclude that thought by talking about the, the reality of, of faith in our heart. It's got to be, in fact, if you have faith or no faith or big faith or little faith, here's the truth I want you to grasp today. It's a condition of the heart. It's a heart condition. Whether you have faith or don't have faith, it's something that is either lacking or abounding within you. Some people think faith is just something you think of right here. You know, if I, if I think it hard enough, if, you know, that positive thinking. I, I love, hey, how many of you don't like negative thinking? I love positive thinking, but just a positive thought process is not uh, the totality of faith. It's the outcropping of what's on the inside of your heart. It's where God lives on the inside of us. Let me just validate it for you. Romans 10, if you're there, Romans 10, verse 9 and 10. It's the, it's the, it's the, the passage that we, we use most often to lead people into the presence of God, into, the, into a believing faith in Christ Jesus, it says this. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your what? In your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be what? And then it says, for with the heart we believe unto righteousness. And so faith is an attitude of the heart. We've got to understand that and embrace that and begin to ask God to help us uh, in, on the inside to be able to trust Him with the obstacles of life and trust Him with the mountains we face and with the, with the question marks of life. It's an attitude of our heart. And so as we enter into 2019, we need to check our heart. We need to look on the inside because, listen, that's where God wants to birth a, a whole new faith zone for you and me. Look over in Hebrews chapter 3. 
And it references these children of Israel that we've been looking at in Joshua chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 3, the writer of Hebrews references them. And he references the fact that they wandered in the wilderness. And I want you to see this thought that faith or no faith is a heart condition. Look in verse 7. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your what? Hearts, as in the rebellion, in the days of trial in the wilderness, when your fathers tested me and tried me and saw my works 40 years. Therefore, I was angry with that generation and said, they always go astray in their what? Heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. And then he comes back to us after this quotation. He says, verse 12, Beware, brethren, lest there be any of you in an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. So we see here that faith or lack of faith is an issue of the heart. He goes on to say in verse 15 again, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart heart as in the day of rebellion. And then it goes to verse 19 that I quoted earlier. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. They had a heart issue. Now, just, by, just for a kicker, if you went to Hebrews chapter 4, uh, verse 12, talks about the Word of God. How many of you know faith comes by hearing the Word of God? Romans 10. But look what he says. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and, and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the what? Heart. And so it's a heart issue that God is concerned about when it comes to gaining a fresh faith for your future. It's got to begin on the inside. When we let God in and began to let him speak to us and transform our life and change the way we think and change the way we think in our heart, how we feel and how we walk and how we live and how we move. And even Proverbs 3, 5, my, one of my favorite verses says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. That's where it begins, in the heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he'll do what he'll direct your paths and so today embrace this understanding it's a heart condition as we move into our new days and our new ways we've got to let God into our hearts and lives in a whole new way and embrace him on a whole new level and allow him to have his way in our life and begin to trust him in our hearts amen so today I want to look at the heart of a faith-filled believer. How many of you believe Joshua was a faith-filled believer? He, he, he really was. You follow his life. He was a man of faith. He trusted God. Uh, in fact, when other people didn't trust God, you remember, go all the way back. Somebody said, go back, Pastor. Go all the way back to Numbers 13 when the children of Israel just got right up to the, the promised land and they were just, uh, man, all they had to do was just go in and take the land and they sent spies into the land, remember? I said, they re remember? They sent spies into the land and they sent 12, I think, and uh, Joshua and Caleb were among the, the, the bunch, but the majority came back with a total lack of faith for their future. And Joshua and Caleb, 
said this. Hey, we are able to go up and possess the land. Let's go up at once and possess the land. So we see in reality that Joshua was a man of faith. He had a faith in God. He had a faith in the future of the children of Israel. And, it, and he held fast. Everybody say held fast. And he held fast for 40 years while those unbelieving Israelites died out in the wilderness. And God could do a new thing in the hearts of the Joshua generation. And so he was a man of faith. And I want to show you just some thoughts about what a man of, or a woman of faith or what the heart of a faith-filled believer looks like today. And, and let me just say to you, I'm fixing to unload some Bible on you today. So better get ready. I'm fixing to unload. I'm fixing to offload. I'm fixing to download some things. Uh, in fact, man, it, it, this you may have to take notes. You may have to take pictures, whatever it is. I'm, I just couldn't stop. There was just so many passages of Scripture. So today, I'm just, I'm just coming to you, just embracing the Word of God. Because what does the Bible say again? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. And so we've got to hear it, let it drop in our heart, and begin to believe it and try Trust and rely and cling to the Word of God about our life and allow God. How many of you would like God to just take your heart today and wash it and clean it and, and, and equip you and your heart uh, with a new, whole new level of faith for your future? Amen? amen? I got two. Come on, let's all give Him praise. That's me, amen. That's me today, and I hope that's you. Here it is. The heart of a faith-filled follower, number one, is a hearing heart. A heart that is open to hear what God is saying. Have you ever had someone in your life that you were trying to convince something of and trying to speak truth into their life and you could tell they were not an open book? You were talking, but they weren't listening. The other day I was in a conversation with someone and I was sharing some important things and all of a sudden I realized they're not, they're not here. They're looking at their phone, they're looking at, you know. How many of you know, we can't be that way with God. God has something to say. And what he has to say will build faith in our life. But we've got to have a hearing heart. At Joshua 1.1, it says this, And the Lord spoke to Joshua. How many of you know, God will try to speak to us maybe one, two, three times, but if we're not listening, he kind of can go strangely silent in our life. But God spoke to Joshua. Tell somebody around you, say, there's nothing wrong with God's mouth. He wants to talk to us. He speaks to us through his word. There's nothing wrong with his mouth. What's the, what's the problem with most of us? There's something wrong with our ears. What? <laughs> oh, we got a comedian in the audience. Look, in fact, look in Joshua chapter 3. Oh, I'm not there. Joshua chapter 3, it says this. So Joshua said to the children of Israel, come and hear the words of the Lord your God. He didn't say come and hear my words. He said you better come and you better hear what God is saying. God, let me just say even this morning, let me just tell you about this morning. Even though old Pete Sam is up here talking, that you know what? God, God can speak through a donkey if he needs to. Uh, and so surely he can speak to an old 62 and a half year old uh, bow-legged preacher uh, uh, to, to you. He, maybe he can. And so we need to open our hearts and hear what he's saying. Just like uh, Joshua said, hear the word of the Lord. So it's a hearing heart. In fact, gosh, this has been the case 
Ezekiel. Oh, pastor, Ezekiel, let me show you what God says to the children of Israel concerning hearing God. Ezekiel chapter 3, here's what it says concerning the children of Israel and their capacity to hear. If we go to Ezekiel 3, 7, it says this. It says, but the house of Israel will not listen to you. Because they, this is God speaking to Ezekiel, by the way. The house of Israel will not listen to you because they will not listen to me. For all the house of Israel are impudent and hard-hearted. We already knew that from Hebrews 3. Behold, I have made your face strong against their faces and your forehead strong against their foreheads. Like adamant stone, harder than flint, I have made your forehead. Do not be afraid of them, nor be dismayed at their looks, though they are rebellious house. Verse 10. Moreover, he said to me, Son of man, receive into your what? Heart all the words that I speak to you and hear with your ears. And then he said, and go tell this to the children of Israel. He tells Ezekiel, they're not listening to me. They're not going to listen to you, but I want you to listen to me. And you let this word go down where? In your heart. We've got to have a hearing heart to hear. Romans 10, 17, the New Living Translation says this, so faith comes from hearing. I quoted this earlier. So faith comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news about Christ. And if you read the red, anybody ever read the red? If you read the red, you know what you'll hear Jesus saying over and over and throughout the Gospels? He who has an ear to hear, let him hear. And so today, hey, as we face the future, as we face the circumstances of tomorrow, we can't face them with, with insecurity and fear and doubt and, and, and trepidation and, and, and a lack of faith. Listen, a lack of faith will, sh- will, will, will solidify where you're going to be this time next year. But as we gain a fresh perspective and we gain a fresh faith for our future, it will, it will engage us with the will of God for our life and begin to move us forward into the destiny that he has for us. <coughs> Somebody say amen. So if the heart of a faith-filled follower is a hearing heart, but number two, because this is, these are linked together, an obeying heart. In fact, when you study Scripture, especially Romans, obedience... Uh, uh, and 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 faith are just almost synonymous. You can't you you in order to obey God, you got to trust God, right? And it's so it's a it's an obedient heart. And it says uh, in Joshua one seven, God spoke to Joshua and said, "Listen, you got to you got to catch this. All these words that I'm saying, everything that I'm telling you to, today, you've got to observe to do it. In other words, you can't just hear it; you've got to obey it. It's not just what you hear; it's what you hear and then obey. Are you with me? Say Amen. How many of you know coming to church and hearing the preacher gets you nowhere unless you engage with God and begin to believe what He says?" and began to follow through with what the word of the Lord says. Amen. And that's what he tells Joshua. That you may observe to do it. You've got to be obedient to the word and the will of God. Man, I'm throwing you everywhere. Go to Zechariah today. Zechariah. Haggai, Zechariah, go to Zechariah chapter 6 with me today. I told you I'm going to unload the Bible on you today. Zechariah 6 verse 15 says this, Even those who are, (coughs) pardon me, 
Even those from afar shall come and build the temple of the Lord. Then you shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. And this shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. And then in chapter 7, they disobeyed the word of the Lord. And it says this, gosh, there's so much here. Uh, they, they were talking about their religiosity and fasting. They said, we've been fasting. But basically he said, that's not really what I'm looking for. I'm looking for your obedience to the word of God. Look in verse 11. But they refused to heed, catch this, shrugged their shoulders and stopped their ears so that they could not hear. In other words, they, they said, we're not going to obey this. We're not going to listen to this. Look at verse 12. Yes, they made their hearts like flint, refusing to hear the law and the words which the Lord of hosts had sent by his spirit through the former prophets. Thus great wrath came from the Lord of hosts. And on and on it goes. And they were scattered because they didn't hear and they didn't obey. And he said, you just need to obey the word of the Lord. Obey what we're telling you to do. Obey what God is saying. And they shrugged their shoulders. They plugged their ears and they did not follow through. And so the heart of a faith-filled follower is a hearing heart, an obedient heart. You know, somehow in the culture we live in today, it's become acceptable to hear but not necessarily obey. And we think that God just winks at that. But uh, hey, God realizes that until we come to the place where obedience... In fact, the Bible says uh, obedience is better than sacrifice. That plugs into this passage. They were saying, well, we fasted, we sacrificed. But the scripture says, hey, obedience is better than sacrifice. Then another passage, and it says this, disobedience is as the sin of what? Witchcraft. In other words, when you've got issues on the inside, guess what you're not going to do? You're not going to walk in obedience to God. Because you've got other things residing on the inside. But we as God's people, we've got to listen to the voice of the Lord and hear the word of the Lord say, Hey, listen, what I tell you, it, it, it behooves you uh, to, uh, as he said to Joshua, that you may observe to do all that I commanded you to do. Not just partial. How many of you know partial obedience is just absolute disobedience? Parents, have you, have you ever had to do this? In fact... I think I heard Laura telling the story about one of the kiddos, or somebody. If I'm if I'm uh, saying things I shouldn't, it was clean up your room. I think, and so went in there. You need to clean this room. Uh, oh, it might have been Ty. I think it was Ty. And so Stacy came back, and he did one little thing, but he was still not. And it like three or four things, and finally it, it was like, listen, partial obedience is still absolute disobedience. And so it's become acceptable in, a, in the culture today. You know, I, I'm going to obey this area, but not that area. And I, I, should I give you illustrations? I'm telling I listened to a very well-known pastor uh, on, on YouTube in America today. And what I heard was alarming. Because he was, he, he was winking at homosexuality like is acceptable. And I went, OMG. That's pretty clear in the scriptures. 
But in our culture today, in the church today, we've, we've, we think partial obedience or we water down this part where we don't have to follow through with this, we'll follow through with that. But listen, the, the heart of a faith-filled follower is a hearing heart and then an obeying heart. It's the natural result of what I hear, I'm going to obey. Why? Because I trust His Word. Amen. Number three, and I like this part. I like it all, but this is really... A heart of a faith-filled follower is a declaring heart. It's a heart that speaks because out of the abundance of what? Thank you, Jeremy. The heart speaks. And so if you go back to, to, to Joshua, you're going to see this in operation in his line. He began to hear the word of the Lord, and he went into play with God's word in his life. In fact, look what the Bible says here. Uh, God says, the book of the law, Joshua, shall, shall not depart from your what? Mouth. In other words, you've got to speak it. You've got to declare it. Are you with me? I love this story. If, you, if you're with me, you want to go, and I just, I just hit the high, highlight. But over in Joshua 10, the children of Israel were coming against an enemy. In verse 12, it says this, Then Joshua spoke to the Lord in that day, when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel, and he said in the sight of Israel, now catch this, this is what he said. Everybody say, what did he say, Pastor? Okay, they're coming up against the enemies, and this is, we're talking about declaring. It's a declaring heart. Uh, now, he, pre- he, he spoke to the Lord, he prayed, okay, when the Lord delivered the Amorites before the children of Israel, and he said in the sight of Israel, in other words, everybody heard this. He said this, son, stand still over Gibeon and moon in the valley of Ajalon. Now, he didn't say, Lord, if it be thy will, may the sun stand still and the moon stand still, if it be thy, oh God. No, no, in his heart of hearts, he had a faith in his heart and the word of the Lord rose up in him and he proclaimed, sun, stand still. I'm telling you, you know what it says in the next verse? So the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the peoples had revenge upon their enemies. If you know anything about <laughs> anything about astronomy, you know that's probably the most major miracle ever happened in the history. I mean, the whole cosmos stopped for God to bring about a great victory. And he just said, son, stand still. Listen. A faith-filled heart is a hearing heart, an obeying heart, and a declaring heart. Job twenty-two twenty-eight says this, And you shall also declare a thing, and it shall be established for you. Mark eleven twenty-two through 24, God says, Have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain and does not doubt in his heart but believes those things that he says will happen, it will happen. Why? Because there's faith in our hearts. And it's not whoever just prays it will move. It has to come out of your mouth. It's a declaring heart. Jesus said this way, both positive and negative, about our hearts. <coughs> Pardon me. Luke 6, 45. 
out of the abundance of the heart, what happens? The, the mouth speaks. That's both negative and positive. You know anybody that's full of, uh, full of anger or, or whatever in their life, they're just eat up by anger? What comes out of their mouth? What's in their heart? If you, have, if you know someone, it wouldn't be you, but if you know someone who, who has a heart filled with doubt and fear, what comes out of their heart or out of their mouth? Fear and doubt. And so out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It's a law of the universe. Uh, in fact, let me throw this one at you, 2 Corinthians 4.13. You can read the context later, but it says this. We also believe, and therefore, what happens? We speak. In other words, faith will move out of your heart, up through your brain, and cause you to speak what God says to speak. Amen. You know why most people don't share about Jesus? Well, let me just back up. I think I'm going to make this why everyone. You know why we don't share Christ to others that are lost and without Christ? We don't trust God in our hearts. And fear and insecurity come. And so therefore we don't speak. But if we'll have faith in our hearts and let God begin to fill our hearts with faith and begin to trust him. Let his word begin to wash over our heart. Hey, listen, whatever goes in here eventually goes in there. If you're feeding what's in your life with everything but God's word and his will, faith will not arise in your heart. But other things will arise in your heart. But if we feed on the word of God, uh, for faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, it'll begin to set up residence in our heart. And then we'll begin to speak the word of the Lord and things will begin to happen. I mean, amen. Sun stand still. Now that was a miracle. In fact, Hebrews 11, the faith chapter concerning those who have gone before us, the fathers of our faith. It says, and they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims in the earth. They spoke that. They confessed, well... We're just strangers and pilgrims in the earth, so therefore it doesn't matter. It says, though they didn't see it, they believed it. And though the, from afar off, and they just confessed, well, we're just strangers and pilgrims in this earth. They knew, and, and it, they had trust and confidence and faith in God. The heart of a faith-filled follower is a hearing heart. It's an obeying heart and a declaring heart. And then number four, absolutely a praying heart. The heart of a faith-filled follower is a praying heart, a heart that talks to God. That's what it said about Joshua 10, verse 12. Then Joshua spoke to the Lord. He was talking to God. We don't know what he said. Hey, there's the banquet invite right there. That's awesome. <laughs> Amen. Y'all come to the banquet. See, there's the website, aguaresources.com. It's a praying heart. Joshua spoke to the Lord. Mark eleven twenty four. we looked at, we just mentioned it. Whatever, after he said, if you have faith, you can say to this mountain, be removed. And then, the, then he caps it with how faith is, re, is, is made manifest at the place of prayer. He said, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So you've got to ask God. In fact, when you have faith, if we really believed God, our prayer life would heat it up. Amen. Are you with me? 
You wouldn't be having to, you wouldn't be saying, do I have to pray? You'd say, whoo, I get to pray. Because when the Bible says, I can talk to God. And when I talk to God, he hears me. And when I begin to speak things uh, and, and talk to him, he talks back to me. <clears throat> and guess what? He answers me. And shows me great and mighty things which I know not. Are you with me? It's a praying heart. Hebrews eleven six. Those who have faith, it says have faith in God. And those who have faith must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who do what? Diligently seek him. In other words, faith is linked to our prayer life. And our prayer life is linked to faith. And the more we hear God's word, the more we respond to God's word in faith and we pray to God out of the abundance of our heart. We call unto him. He answers us. And when he answers us, guess what happens? Faith continues to fill our life. And we begin to see God do great things in our midst. He must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently Seek him. Faith brings pleasure to God. Here's another one. James 5.15. The prayer of what? The prayer of faith will save the sick. It's not the prayer of, of repetition only. It's the prayer of faith. You know, you can repeat a prayer over and over and it does you nothing. But if you engage the, that prayer at the, at the place of faith, guess what? God will hear you. And it says this, the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up for the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. Amen. And then Jude 20 says this, Building yourself up on the most holy faith. How do you do it? By praying in the Holy Spirit. See, our faith is a priority for our productivity. Our faith is high priority for progress in life. The children of Israel stuck Ho, 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 ho. Life is boring. They couldn't even go get new shoes. Now, their shoes they had, they didn't wear out. That was miraculous. But they ate the same old thing every day, manna. Oh, wasn't that a joy? Manna means, what is it? In other words, every day they got up, let's go get some, what is it? What are you having for breakfast, what is it? What about lunch? What is it? Supper? What is it? Yeah. <laughs> See, a lack of faith will keep us from our destiny. God wants to work in our hearts this morning. And he wants to begin to rearrange some things, clean some things. Hey, go back to the, don't, don't go down the road the children of Israel did. They had an evil heart of unbelief. God, help us. I love what the, uh, uh, one of the New Testament passages of interaction with Jesus, they said, Lord, we believe. Help thou my unbelief. 
That's an honest approach to God rather than, uh, you know, some, some kind of bypass. Uh, we just say, God, I believe you, but help thou my unbelief. So today, as we finish up this series on new days, new ways, and new phrase, let me tell you something. This is a great place to finish up. How are we going to experience God's new days and new ways? Well, we've shared a lot of great things, but listen, you'll never discover it until you fan into flame. The faith of God in your heart. And begin to believe Him for greater things. Trust Him for your future. And lean, let me tell you something, and lean not into your own understanding. Someone here today, you've been trying to figure it out right here. For days, weeks, months, maybe years. Maybe you've got a, 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 a stronghold of unbelief trying to figure it out right here. It'll never happen until it drops down into here. And you just say, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. I, I want to hear you today. God, I don't want my ears to be clogged. I, wanna, I don't want my heart to be hard. I want to hear what you have to say. And Lord, obedience is not up for discussion. I'll, I'll obey you. I'll trust you. And I'll share what you tell me to share. I'll speak it and I'll pray and seek your face. Because I know if I call unto you, you'll answer me. So today, let's open our hearts to the Lord. Just say, God, whatever's in me that is hindering your word and will, if there's, a, if there's a rebellious streak on the inside, Lord, wash it away. If, there, if there's an unbelieving process of life, moving through your life, well, God just doesn't hear my prayers, God. God, forgive us. Let's stand together today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Search our hearts, oh God, and see if there be any wicked way in us. Lord, as we face the future, Lord, even when we look to the future, we look at the world around us, Lord, it seems dark and hopeless. But Lord, we don't look with the natural eye. We look through the eye of faith today. And Lord, as the disciples said, increase our faith. And whatever strongholds of unbelief we hold in our hearts, we pray you would pull it down in the name of the Lord. I sense the, the word struggle is popping up in my heart. Someone's in the middle of a faith struggle. I just hear the Holy Spirit saying, lean not to your own understanding. Choose to trust me in your heart, just like you trusted me for your eternity. Choose to trust me for this temporary thing. Father, today, help us trust you. And Lord, the old hymn that says, tis so sweet, to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word. Father, today we choose to trust you.
may we experience the sweet savor of a faith-filled heart today, beginning to operate over our families, over our finances, over the future, Lord God, over our church family, over our nation and around the world. Lord, let us release faith into our spiritual atmosphere in greater measure than ever before. Create within us a clean heart filled with the faith of God in your word today. In Jesus' name, with every head bowed, every eye closed before we leave today, let me just ask you today, just in this room, if you're here this morning and you've never really trusted Jesus as the Lord and the leader of your life. You've, you've been religious or you're battling back and forth trying to figure it out. Should I, can I be good enough to get to God? Uh, have I ever really invi- by faith confessed him as the Lord and believed in my heart that God raised him from the dead? I just want to know that I know that I know him. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Sam, today I just want to know for sure that if I died today, I'd go to heaven. That I belong to him. That he is my and I am his if that's you today and you want to put your faith in Christ today and saving faith healing faith, delivering faith. Wherever you are, lift your hand and say, that's me, Pastor. I'll pray for you. Anyone here? I don't want to miss a moment. don't want to miss an opportunity. If you're here today, too, and you can say, Pastor, I'm struggling with my faith. There's a battle going on in my faith. And today, that word struggle is real in my life. And one day I feel like I'm, I'm winning. The next day I feel like I'm losing. I'm in the middle of a faith struggle. If that's you today, lift your hand wherever you are. We're going to pray for you. We're going to stand with you. Amen. Father, today, as we come together. We thank you, Lord, that you're taking us on every level. Lord God, wherever we are, if, there are any, if there's anyone here who has never accepted you today, may they today turn to you and confess you as the Lord and the leader of their life and believe in their heart that you, you were raised from the dead so they could have a new life. Thank you. And Lord, for those who are struggling today, I pray by way of, of, of being here or maybe uh, listening to us by way of this broadcast. Lord, let their faith begin to arise. We bind every demonic force that would try to undermine the foundations of our faith. We stand strong. And Lord, we give you the praise. And everybody said amen.